to being Jim Davis. No poison in the glass nearest you. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. Is that nearest as the crow flies, or? I mean, I think you would have to Google Maps it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna wanna take I-80. Uh, uh, well, it yeah. depends. Uh, okay. Look, you, you could choose. Uh, look, look, as, we, as we've established, John, when you map something on map a route on Google Maps, um, it's going to give you the option of the picture of the little guy walking, or the car, or the bus, or the airplane, or the trebuchet, or just a, an enormous picture of a crow flying. <laughs> My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, today is Friday, the 2nd of May, 1980. We are looking at the 684th ever... Garfield. John, what happens in today's Garfield? Perhaps Grayson, it's a highly implausible sequence of events. I mean, it's, it's as it's implausible. It's it's honest, I mean like okay, that whole bath sequence, I uh-huh. a couple things to say about it. Number 1, okay, good. I appreciate Jim Davis showing some restraint this time around, mm-hmm. uh, cutting it off after a merciful <laughs> four strips. Yeah. Do you, okay. Okay. So today's today's Garfield is not about bath time. Do you think? No. Do you think that was an act of mercy on his part, John? Three strips. I'm sorry. Three strips. Where he thought like Monday. Monday, yeah, Monday was, was about the chair the running. rocking chair. Yeah. Do you yeah. think? Do you think that that he got to Friday and he was like, you know. I could keep this going for two more days, but I feel like they've suffered enough. Or could he just not think of any more bath-related Garfield humor? I think he was like, I think he was like, you know what? I don't have to do six of these. I can quit. I can quit anytime I want. I'm going to save some of these gems for later. Watch out! He's planning- June of 1980. <laughs> He's planning ahead. That's probably what it was. Yeah, it was probably yeah, planning probably ahead. probably what it was. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't remember what the second thing was. Fair enough. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It, it was not implausible in the slightest, uh-huh. based on our you know previous knowledge of John Arbuckle's behavior. Maybe that was the joke. I don't know. I didn't write those ones. Which one was not implausible? Know. All of them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, okay. I guess. Imp- yeah. They're imp- implausible from like a cosmic sense. You know, like if you didn't know about the universe of Garfield, uh-huh. you'd be like, I mean, but, like it's 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 so unlikely that the physical constants would be such <laughs> as to create a universe that makes Garfield I'm possible. I'm saying. I'm saying I look at Garfield in you know, in terms of Bayesian uh-huh. yeah. analysis uh-huh. and I, I look at the priors, I know uh-huh. what John Arbuckle is like, I know how he bathes his cat. Right. It, it's really nothing implausible 
He has a at history, all. has a demonstrated history. Given the given the the right priors, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm In a too small tub on his countertop, in a universe finely tuned for the existence of Garfield. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, I, the same thing holds. You know, like it's it's only implausible. If you don't already know that John is prone to fourth wall breaking mm-hmm. and fat shaming his cat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the synopsis is John Arbuckle breaks the fourth wall and fat shames his cat. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. With yeah, predictable yeah. results. Okay. With sexy results. Sexy, sexy results. That Okay. That would be unpredictable, even given your Bayesian priors, if panel three was really sexy. That would be a surprise. Yes, we have not, I, we have not seen a particularly sexy drawing of John uh, that I can think yeah, of. I mean, I think sometimes uh, he looks better than others. He, I was like, going to say not, we have never. Yeah, he's not my type. I was going to say we've never seen a sexy drawing by Jim Davis. I think that might technically be true. There's definitely some. He's he's drawn some overtly sexual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm characters i think you've drawn a very apt (laughs) distinction between sexy and sexual and i couldn't agree with you more. he often tries to make uh liz the veterinarian in particular Mm -hmm. yeah she is often highly sexualized in the pen of john arbuckle or jim jim davis um but i don't think the result is generally particularly sexy it's often quite off-putting Okay, now with all of that preamble out of the way, yes. we can we can turn our attention to panel one. Uh-huh. Panel one, John is placing a bowl of food in front of Garfield. The bowl has the word Garfield on it. That's how we know it's for him. Yep. And the brown he, stuff inside is presumably food. Presumably food. some sort of cat food. Yep. Yeah, food. A canned cat food. Yeah, wet food. Yeah, yeah. Garfield, big old happy smile on his face. He loves He's excited. eating cat food. Mm-hmm. Or eating in general. Sometimes. Uh, honestly, sometimes he gets cat food and he's like, what is this shit? I wanted human food. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It, it, Garfield is very inconstant about that. But let's go on. The bouquet leaves something to be desired. That's a thing he said. John says, eat up, pal. Uh-huh. No panel one name drop here. No, no. We don't know. We don't know who this cat is. That's because he crammed it into the second panel. Uh-huh. John turns conspiratorially towards the camera. As he walks hand away. Hand up to his... Hand up to his... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay, go on, hand, go on. Hand, hand as though he's clutching something invisible in front of him. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were going to could say... Be a, could, could be a woman's breast. Could be. Cupping, cupping a non-existent cupping, hypothetical breast. Cupping, cupping an invisible breast sensually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, a, that's okay, a so, sexy picture. Okay. So clearly, it is a little bit. Actually, the, he's got some bedroom eyes there. Yeah, um, it's true. It, clearly, it's meant to be like an aside uh-huh. kind of thing. Like yeah. he's holding his hand, cover, preventing someone else from hearing what he's saying. Or reading his lips. But that makes no sense given where Garfield is in relation to... John? Yeah, yeah. You were yeah. you were gonna say he's like putting his hand up to his mouth. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Number one, yes, the it's the wrong hand because Garfield is clearly off to his right and he's put he's put his left hand up. Mm-hmm. Number two, this is the most half-hearted attempt to cover up your mouth that I have ever. Like his hand is no, it's just sort of raised up in the general vicinity of his mouth. Like it's nowhere near his mouth. It's, it's like so, he's turning a knob on a stereo. Yeah, sexually. Yeah. Sexually. He's turning up the sexy knob. <laughs> or he's turning down a dimmer switch in a bedroom. Yeah. In a boudoir, I should have said. A 1980s yeah. hi-fi, John. An early 1980s hi-fi <laughs> will have a knob for, like, you know, the the EQ, mm-hmm. the tweeters, your woofers, mm-hmm. and then just a knob that says sexiness. Yeah. Oh, uh... Big speech bubble here. I won't say Garfield, panel two name drop, is fat, but the last time he got on a Ferris wheel, I, I just want to pause here and note that it's, it, that John felt compelled to point out, to, to specify, the last time <laughs> he got on a Ferris wheel, the two guys on top starved to death. A lot going on there. Yeah? I mean... Okay, I guess it's just a it's just an unkind fat joke. I, I get, oh well look, okay. The implication is Garfield was so fat that the Ferris like the Ferris wheel just couldn't turn because he was in the bottom compartment, and so the guys in the upper compartment were just stuck there and starved to death. Um. Implausible. Yeah. The implication is that all the other people were able to get off the Ferris wheel and didn't starve to it seems like the people at the yeah, you know near the, the top yeah. would also have starved to death. Well, okay, maybe maybe there were only I, maybe the Ferris wheel wasn't very populated. I don't know, but they still like Or like they had a ladder that could get up yeah. nearly to the top, but it just wasn't it, quite tall enough to reach the very top. Because if they don't have enough people to fill it up, they won't just put them all uh, next to each. They don't just do it consecutively, right? They space yeah, them you out. You gotta space them out. You yeah. gotta, that's yeah. best practice for running carnival rides. You gotta space them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. All you carnies out there, yeah. I hope you're listening. Yeah. Call in. I, um... 1-800-BEING-JIM-DAVIS. Um, we, yeah, so we want to hear from you carnies. If the Ferris wheel can turn at all, uh-huh. you're not going to have a problem turning it just because the person on the bottom is fat, would you? I mean, it seems like... And if you did, maybe, you would just get that cat out of there. You'd be like, hey, hey, this cat yeah, is if too you did, heavy yeah. for the Ferris wheel to turn yeah, if it, it seems to me if 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 the mass differential is that great, uh-huh. then the Ferris wheel is just gonna f- like fall off of its right right cradle. Okay. Also, also, and presumably everybody would die, and no 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 more problems. Also, John, are we to are we to understand from this <laughs> anecdote that the two guys? The two guys on the top of the Ferris wheel had brought with them sufficient potable water <laughs> to last for the days and days that it would take them to starve to death. That is an excellent point. Thank you. I, th- I thought I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna make a, uh, or I thought you were gonna point out that 
Uh, how would how would they not be heavy with all of that water supply? Yeah. Okay, right? that's, a good, like weeks, that's they, a good point. That's a good point. How long does it take you to starve to death? Like like a couple weeks, right? Oh, not At that least. long. Not that long. Not if that long. No, no, especially water. no. If it's if you have sufficient and, yeah, water. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I um, mean, it, oh, it depends on how much uh, uh, you know body fat you have. I guess. Right. No, I thought we, I thought we were gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Garfield being uh, being allowed to ride a Ferris wheel apparently. <laughs> That's also that is also <laughs> like he like he went through the line like a like a person. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's 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 funny. And then and then he gets he gets in the Ferris wheel. It's unable to turn. And so the carnies are like, "Well, I guess I guess <laughs> we'll just wait. I guess we're just going to wait here for the 30 to 40 days that a human can survive without any food <laughs> as long as they're properly hydrated. According to the scienceofstarvation.org. Wow. Uh, that's not what the, it's called the Science of Starvation. Um, it's a blog anyway, a PLOS. Huh, I don't know what that is. Um, hmm. According to Peter Janizowski, PhD, this is a mm. this is peer reviewed research. Sounds sounds reliable. It's, it's it says at the very top. How many blind trials PhD, did they conduct? Peer review. It says it's peer reviewed research. Like, John. did they have did they have like a control group that was that was eating placebo food? I, I assume so. Yes, <laughs> I assume so. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, th- I mean, it's, the more you think about this story, the less plausible it is. Like, the, what, what did Garfield have sufficient food and water to just sit there in the bottom compartment of the Ferris wheel? Oh, no, 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 people could reach the bottom, days? so they could bring him food <laughs> and water, presumably. <laughs> so the carnies were like, well, <laughs> we're un- it's unable, we're unable to operate the Ferris wheel. Our priority now is just to keep this cat Fed and watered. <laughs> well, the people yeah, and, at the and, top and, slowly die. And apparently, apparently, they can reach everybody else as well. I guess, yeah, either through a, a, a system of ladders or like a, a helicopter that know. could just could only get up so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A height limited helicopter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all height limited, right? That's true. Yeah, maybe this was yeah. okay. Maybe. maybe we've been thinking oh, about this the wrong way. Maybe it's an extremely tall Ferris wheel. <laughs> you think this is a, a a space Ferris wheel? Okay, but if it were, it raises the question. Well, they of, would just asphyxiate. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I guess okay. If you constructed a Ferris wheel tall enough that it reached uh, an altitude, you know, where it would, you just have a low oxygen environment. An altitude so high that a helicopter cannot reach. <laughs> you would presumably plan for the, like, the cabins would be pressurized. Yeah. Okay, either the cabins are pressurized have or the, to be, right? the it would be irris- rider, or the riders are wearing space yeah, suits. it would be irresponsible. Yeah. It would be irresponsible to create Again, a you know, I think, Ferris I wheel think- with unpressurized I cabins. I think you'd run into an impossible problem I guess I, of yeah, okay. engineering building a Ferris wheel that big. I guess I guess you could solve it by having a sign out front that said ride at your own risk. You'd need a skyhook. Mm, I don't I'm not sure that you couldn't do that. You would definitely need 
a some kind of futuristic material that is both very lightweight and very strong. Yeah, it'd have to be ridiculously strong to hold itself up. You'd need some. You you might need uh, far future technology. Like I'm not sure that it's. I'm not sure that it's doable with 1980 era technology. So, so you think John Arbuckle's anecdote takes place in the distant future? Well, it's possible. It's possible. That's possible. Or maybe uh, Muncie, Indiana, in May of 1980, had access to alien technology. Mm. Ancient aliens, John. Ancient aliens. Maybe Muncie, Indiana is like Wakanda. You know, they just secretly are sitting on this giant reserve of uh, some sort of unobtainium that solves every problem. It's possible. Muncie, Indiana, the most technologically advanced small city in the United States in 1980. Yeah. Uh, In panel three, Garfield throws his food bowl at John uh, from off panel and it hits him and there's a big splat. And, uh, Garf- you know, John gets his comeuppance. There you go. For making a fat joke. Yep. Or for revealing the, the Muncie, Indiana's <laughs> secret high technology. It's, it's extraterrestrial technology. Now, now the outside world knows mm, it's true. about Muncie's prosperity. They'll be coming for us. Yeah. Now we'll have a we'll have a Starbucks. <laughs> I mean, when did Starbucks open? Though, like in 1980, there might not have been a Starbucks. Oh yeah, no, no, you're right. Sorry, I was making another Marvel reference. Uh, I did, it's okay. You don't have to look it look, up. I think this episode's over. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people have told me that 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 was a good one, and I'll probably watch it sometime, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Also, John, the original Starbucks was established in 1971 at Pike Place Market in downtown Seattle. So it's very that's why possible. That's why their standard Brett blend is Pike's Place yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's very yeah. possible, very possible that John Arbuckle in 1980, circa 1980 Muncie, was concerned about the uh, spread, possible spread of Starbucks. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's not. Look, it's not implausible. No, it's, it's implausible. Oh, it's my job to end this one. Okay, look. Uh, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. You can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Why not visit our website www.beingjimdavis.com? You can do a great many things there, including leaving us a message or signing up to the program. You can follow Being Jim Davis on Twitter at Being Jim Davis or follow me at the Chris Winter. And I also thank you for listening. Thank you and good night. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.